Hey, so welcome back to It's Shamira, not Shamira. Uh, let's see, where do we leave off the last one? Oh, so leaving Memphis, heading into New Orleans. And so that was Saturday. We left Saturday morning. We got to New Orleans Saturday night. Um, ended up in a really cool hotel. Um, we could see the parades from our room. And there are parades that literally happen all day from morning till night. Um, so of course we've never been to Mardi Gras before. So what do we do? We hit Bourbon Street and it was packed before you even got there. Actually take that back. We didn't go to Bourbon Street first only because we didn't realize how close we were. So we actually went backwards to go forward. So we hit Coyote Ugly first, but that reminds me. So, um, I took, call myself taking a nap because, um, my full time, gig I work at night and I typically will plan a trip and work the same night so I get off I'll go home finish packing which you guys would be really proud of me I talked about my procrastination and I let's see we left I left on Thursday I wasn't completely packed but I had everything kind of ready to go so all I had to do was grab my like my little toiletries a couple little random things and tuck it into my um, my suitcase and I'm always late to the airport not hella late I've missed a few flights but not hella late but just cutting it close um, and I was there two hours before my freaking flight left so it was awesome Okay, any Hooters. So I call myself taking a nap because I had been up and my cousins could not wake me up. There's a lot of funny pictures that I'm not sharing <laughs> that came with that. Uh, but by the time I did get up, I was, you know, up and ready to go, which has happened to me a few times where I'm like, I'm taking a nap and I'm still going to go out and people don't believe me. So I ended up in Memphis on Bell Street by myself because my cousins were like, well, it's, we're ready to go to sleep. All right. I took the car keys and hit the streets. Not in a sleazy way. <laughs> so I hit up Coyote Ugly uh, while I was down there, which was fun. That was my first experience at Coyote Ugly. It was in Memphis. Um, and the, the bartenders there were amazing. I sh uh, was shooting pool with a couple random people while I was down there. Um, so fast forward to New Orleans, um, we run into, they have a Coyote Ugly, and I was like, you know what, let's go. And I had, a, again, the whole Coyote Ugly experience, but this time it was great because I wasn't just there by myself looking like a weirdo, which I don't mind looking like a weirdo, but it was nice to have my cousins there because the whole point was having this girl's family trip. Um, and so one of my cousins who's pretty petite... I, I've been dancing on the bar, and I am one of those people, like, if I'm doing something, if I see people having a good time, I want you to be, I, like, hey, how, let's be a part of it together, so I'm encouraging people to come on the bar with me, because um, that's just what I do, <laughs> and the security dude realizes that my cousin is with me, and she was, I don't even remember what she was doing, all I know is because she was small, he picked her up and put her on the bar, and she didn't really want to get on the bar, but she didn't really say no either, but she had a blast once she got up there, so it was so much fun, just the dancing, the camaraderie, there was a, a woman there that, uh, it was a bride, actually, a bride-to-be, excuse me, with her bridal party that was there, a bunch of just Mardi Gras people, 
that were there for the first time, their eighth time, whatever. And we just all had a good time just dancing and drinking and having just a good time. It was definitely fun. So we leave there. And then we realized where Bourbon Street was and we started heading there. And before you get to Bourbon Street, you just see the swarm. So if you have never been, I definitely recommend everybody goes. Everyone needs to go to Bourbon Street. Or not to Bourbon Street, but to Mardi Gras and of course Bourbon Street too. But you, everyone needs to experience that one time in their life. Um, and it's actually family friendly. But uh, we get there and... Man, it's just people, drunk people, sober people, funny people, quiet people, which is weird when you've seen people just kind of walking around quietly observing. Um, you've seen a lot of titties, not as many titties as you would think, but you've seen quite a few titties. Uh, <laughs> what did surprise me, though, of all the places that you can drink, because we got, uh, there was an incident at our hotel, which they handled, again, really um, professionally. They were so dope and and handled it pretty quickly, too. Um, but we wound up getting free drinks from the bar. And nobody wanted to finish their drink. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And it was kind of this, we're from California, though we don't all live in California now, but we're from California this moment of, can we take our drink out? Like, nobody's finished it yet. And everyone's just looking at us like, yes, you can. It's Mardi Gras. Like, what are you doing? Go, take your drink and get out and walk the streets. <laughs> so you have all of these places where you can just drink and walk around. But the food places aren't 24 hours. The bars are, but the food places aren't. Uh, so before we had left, there was a moment of this this talk that came up and um my cousin said asked about someone from my past and it was just one of these weird things like that's weird that that person came up but okay um I have learned over the years that if the universe puts something in your way start listening because they're going to keep doing it until you you get it through your thick skull so um I just kind of put in the back of my mind that some other things that happened to remind me of this person um and I just kind of put it in the back of my mind and just kept kept it pushing so I'll say that now it'll play uh, play a, a role again later but we go out we eat we had this place called Oceana oh my god when I tell you that place was good it was good but it closes early Ugh. so that was kind of the, the downer part of it um, we actually like called it a night pretty early not on purpose so um, New Orleans single me and one of my other cousins were single um, and we come out and the the people kind of changed and it wasn't a lot of attractive people out when we first got there but when we left from Eden there was a lot of attractive people out so two of our cousins wanted to go back so we called ourselves going back changing our shoes because um, at this point we realized we don't have to be super cute we were all prepared for like club attire heels that kind of thing um, but me and one of my cousins wind up talking to these two guys in the lobby for so long that my other single cousin went to sleep. So we, it was nice. We got a lot of free alcohol, but, uh, we talked about all kinds of things. There was this, uh, this guy, he was, 
he wasn't from the Bay Area, but he lived in the city. Oh, sorry, um, people from the Bay Area call San Francisco the city, if you don't know. Um, so he had lived in, in the city for like 18 years. And so we had this whole little chit chat and then he introduced us to someone that he had just met. Um, he was so in love with my cousin. He thought she was the most beautiful thing ever, which was so adorable because he's like the cutest little gay guy ever. Um, but he was just so just, uh, in, in awe of her looks. It was so cute, but we wound up down there talking to them for like two hours and, then we go up to the room, everybody sleeps, so we just kind of tuckered out and started on Sunday. Sunday, I met up with another one of my cousins that was out there. Um, we walked, hit, did Cafe Du Monde, um, which they have their system down. You can tell this is not their first rodeo, so you can get through the line, get your beignets, and call it a day, and take them and keep walking. Um, made me a little sick. But not because there there was anything wrong with their stuff. It's just I haven't eaten meat, dairy, or eggs in over a year. So it definitely um, didn't agree with my stomach right away. So not that you guys care, TMI, but it was still good. Um, I definitely ate them again the next day. <laughs> but you do, you do only want to eat them when they're, they're fresh. Uh, let's see. We had up some shops. Um, went to Harrah's. Harrah's had... A really dope DJ that was playing 90s music. So uh, one of my cousins just hung out with me and we just danced for like a good hour. But I'm a little round and out of shape. And I was like, look, I, I can't breathe. So give me two seconds. <laughs> so we did that and enjoyed. And then the nightlife again. So we wound up at this club called the, I mean, I say the club, but it's not really a club. I don't know what they call it. But the name of it was The Beach. Um, the waitresses selling shots in there were awesome. The atmosphere was dope. But my oldest cousin was like, I don't know about this. I don't want to go. He's like, look, it's free. Worst case scenario, we don't like it. We didn't pay anything to get in here. So we can leave. When I tell you, it was huge. Like, it was an outdoor space. Um, but it was huge. And then they have this one little area that looks like a boxing ring. Um, and it's a little elevated. And only the women can get up there. And, of course, my little crazy butt. I'm such a ham in some things. And, and then become very nervous and shy in others. Um, getting comfortable with this whole podcast thing. But, um, but I was like, let's go. So we get up on the stage. And you would have thought that we worked there. The way we were getting the crowd hype. The way we were getting the, the women to come up on the stage and dance with us. Like... I don't, I'm still waiting on my paycheck, by the way, because, uh, yeah, we got the crowd hype with the DJ, because actually there wasn't even a hype man at first, and he wound up coming in probably after we had been there for like 45 minutes, and then there was a hype man with a mic. Man, yeah, I'm waiting for my paycheck, the beach, because, you know, this podcast is going to be big, and then it's going to get back to the owner of the beach, and then he's going to go, who is this? And I'm going to say, run me my money. Run me my money. Okay, so any hooters. Um, where did we go after that? Oh, we went to... There was a few places that were still kind of open. Um, I forget one of these places, but I was in the mood for oysters. When I tell you from the time we touched down in, on Thursday to the time we left, I had oysters every fucking day. 
raw oysters, cooked oysters, semi-cooked oysters, fried oysters. I did not care. I am still going through oyster withdrawal. Um, but they didn't have any, so we went to this other place called, what is that, I think the Three-Legged Dog? Man, they had a crawfish boil, which made me happy, and I could just go back there and fill up my little to-go plate, as long as the, the to-go thing closed, they, they didn't give you a hard time. That was good. They had, um, shrimp and grits, which was good, um, which also I think my stomach didn't agree with, given the fact that I'm... There was, I think, cheese in it. Um, what else did I have there? I had the crawfish. I had the shrimp and grits. Oh, and the deep fried mushrooms. Ooh, there was this onion sauce. Oh, my God. The guy was telling me that at the bar that was sitting there, he said he comes there all the time for the onion sauce. And he was not lying. That shit was so bomb. Um, but it was really cute. There were a couple people in there. That had never had crawfish before, so I showed them how to eat them. Um, I'm the person that eats the tail and the, the brains, uh, so yummy goodness. And there was this cute little couple that was there, and I can't remember where they were from. I, I think he was from Canada, and she was from Asia. And um, they just wanted to take a trip and ended up in New Orleans not realizing that it was Mardi Gras. So that was really cute to sit there and chit-chat with them a little bit. Um, but it was interesting on the way back. So when the universe throws things at you, so, um, we're passing by this condominium that is up and coming. So, you know, they'll have these big ginormous windows and it'll show you, um, the name of the place and just, a um, a image of what the, the goal is for it to, to look like. So, um, the building, uh, they'll show you like a, um, I'm trying to think of the word that I'm, um, trying to say, but just basically an image of what it's supposed to look like once it's all built and ready to go. And the name of the building, like, it was one of those things you can't even make up. And it was such a unique name that I had to call my cousin over and ask her, hey, can you look at this name? And she laughed because that same reminder of a person that they had brought up and from my past that was the name, part of the name of the building, um, which I'm just not going to go into details of what the name was, but yeah, it was just interesting because it's such a unique name. Like it's not, it, it's not like Jessica. It's not like Kim. It's not, it, it's just very different. And that was the exact name. And I was like, of all the things this building could be called. And she thought it was hilarious, but you know, whatever. So that was kind of another time where this person was thrown in my face, like, you probably should check in. Um, but, you know, I'm stubborn. You don't know that, but I am. Uh, you you will know that the more you listen. Uh, so the, the day goes by. Let's see. That was Sunday night. Um, Monday was Lundegrasse, which we had no idea what that even meant, but... Um, there's like all sorts of, um, the second line had, there was a second line, which I missed and I was very sad about, but I was very happy because we hit one little, um, pub restaurant type thing and they had a live band and I only know the tuba guy's name because he had it on his tuba and it was too bad online because his slogan was, um, 
I'm not too good, I'm too bad online, which was pretty cute. So they had this whole performance. And when I tell you of all the people that we met there, the food that we had, just the the drinks that we had, the hotel, nothing was more amazing than sitting in that space and listening to them play. They were so good. You just felt the music and it put you in such a happy space. It just made you want to dance. It just made you want to hug the person that was next to you, dance with the person that was next to you. Just, it made you feel good. Um, and so that's the part, that's the, the reason why I was sad that we missed the second line because of that feeling. But this was a very close second since I couldn't get it. Um, so they have that. Um, there's like a whole fireworks show. Um, of course, more parades. Um, Big Frida had a whole thing for Lundy Gross, which was dope. Um, I'm trying to summarize to so try and keep things short. I'm trying to stick to a 30 minute podcast for you guys. Uh, so then Fat Tuesday was that was the most interesting day in a fun way. There was just one little down, which I'll get to, but um, the Zulu. Um, the Zulu Warriors, they have, that club has, like, this whole parade, and they give out coconuts, and they throw out normal beads, but they have, like, their own little beads that are hand-painted, and they're thick medallions, um, and they don't throw those out because they're heavy, and we ended up, um, playing nice with the firefighters and the EMTs that were out there, so they would let the kids, they had, of course, barriers, um, and the kids were able, anybody could go over, but it was mostly they were trying to let the kids get over and let them run up to the floats, um, when they came to a stop to pick up things and then send them back. But they, if you made friends with them, they, you know, Hey, can you get me that medallion? Like, I don't have that, but they also, uh, give out coconuts that are hand painted and they're known for I'm like, hey, I don't have a coconut. So they hooked uh, my cousins and I up. So that was really cool. And the energy, when I tell you the energy was so crazy, the crowd was going nuts, the EMTs and the firefighters and were going nuts. I think the only people that were kind of chill was the, the police officers. Um, and that was it. Everybody else was just screaming, hollering, happy, cheering, all of that fun stuff. It was a little irritating when... There was a group of people, and you can't tell who they are. You just know that they're somebody important to that city um, because they come in to the parade as if they're the president, but not as many cars. Um, so they literally stopped the parade. It was coming down. I think it was coming down Royal. And there's this, I don't know what the building is, but it has a huge balcony um, that you can see the parade from and fat Tuesdays, like these two parades are major parades is pretty much the two biggest things from what I was explained. And then there's like a truck parade that happens later that kind of tells you, okay, this is the end of it. Um, but they literally stopped the parade so they can go down this street so they can walk up to the, um, up to the balcony to have their, their, you know, own show. This balcony can hold a pretty decent amount of people, but it was probably about 15, 20 people out during the Zulu parade. Um, 
I want to call them something only because of the movie. And it's not, it's funny that anybody who's seen the Black Panther movie, they call them white people colonizers. So it's really funny. And it's funny to hear to say colonizers, but it's interesting because of the dynamic of where we're at and what happened later. So this balcony, it was only white people up there and it was probably, yeah, about 15, 20, but that balcony can definitely hold more people. So the Zulu parade is going on. Everybody's having a good time. And then, um, you get your beads, all that fun stuff. And then, you know, it's the end of it because they have like this little truck that you basically, any unwanted beads, you can throw it back into the truck, um, instead of just leaving it on the street, which they are magical when it comes to cleaning up that street after the parade so they can have it cleaned and ready to go for the next one. So, you know the parade's over. The firefighters at that point are pushing you back and redirecting the guard, the guardrails um, for the next parade that's about to happen directly after. So, if you haven't guessed by now, the Zulu Parade is basically the black parade. However, their, um, their club isn't segregated. So, it's one of the few clubs that I'm told out there. Actually, I was told it was the only club that isn't segregated out there. So, um, a quick bit of history that I learned, because uh, it was a little interesting, uh, it was an interesting visual at first. So, you see them coming out, and they're painted in masks. So, at first, if you didn't know any better, you would think they were painted in blackface, but they weren't. It was just definitely their masks. And what I did not know was, I guess when they first got involved years ago, um they were the only group that weren't allowed to wear masks. So they said, forget it. We'll make our own. And they painted their face like Zulu warriors. And then I think it was the seventies where, um, the, the city changed it up and was like, all right, well, everybody has to wear masks. And they were, they said, no, we'll wear our painted Zulu warrior mask that we've had. Um, and they sued for their right to do that and won. So now to help you kind of envision the black with white warrior things um, like markings on their face. And then you see people that are obviously not black um, that are painted like that. And you're like, but you realize it's because their club is not segregated. So they have all of these people dressed up as Zulu warriors. Um, So it was really cool to see that. So you get to the end of that parade, um, the firefighters are redirecting you, and the next parade starts. Now, I told you that the first parade, everyone, there was just excitement, screaming, yelling, raising their hands, the firefighters, EMTs, everyone was just very excited, and it was just, it was loud, like we had to yell at each other to hear each other speak. The next parade that came was called the Rex Parade. So, as I tell you this, when you have a moment, you should Google the two. Zulu Warrior Parade for Mardi Gras and then the Rex Parade. When I tell you the, the, the whole atmosphere just changed and shifted. Um, and it was all white people with the exception of a couple of marching bands in between. 
And I was told, and I don't know if it's accurate or not, I was told that they are paid to be in that portion because we were very confused with nothing but white people, how these black bands fit in. Like, did you not get the memo about the parade that just happened before? But we were told that they were paid. I don't know how, how again, how truthful that is. And then they had masks on, and it was just very... When I tell you the crowd was quiet, just quiet. And then when there were beads involved, there were little kids that were, you know, screaming for beads, which for me as a parent was so weird because you want to teach your kids to love everyone. But that was one of those moments where I'm like, we don't want those beads. Like, we just don't want them. Um... And apparently, uh, there was people in the crowds that made it clear that they didn't want those beads because that was the only time all the parades that have happened, they would throw out beads and they would get to the point where they were throwing out bags of beads, like not even taking them out individually, just throwing out whole bags of beads. That was the first time I've seen people throw the beads back. To give you an idea of how different the atmosphere was. The same firefighters that were going out to the floats and getting the beads and passing it out to the kids just stood back and observed, which was just such a huge difference. And it wasn't even like it was 20 minutes ago. It was literally one parade ended. They moved everything over. It probably took them 10 minutes to to switch everything. And the new parade started. And then that same balcony that originally held 15, maybe 20 white people was packed. And there was like this whole ceremony with the, the, the king and the Rex parade that they had like this toast to each other, um, which was interesting. I think the moment that I became incredibly uncomfortable. So you're just thinking like we were just thinking we're from California. Maybe that's why it's different. Mm, mm So there was a moment in the parade where butlers came out and was serving the the men on the horses drinks. And they were brown butlers. And we just thought it was us feeling uncomfortable because we're not from here. California's a little different than the South. And to see some of the firefighters that live there that just their their exact expression was what the fuck just happened it was one of those moments where this this can't be happening like it's 2018 this can't be happening like you got to be joking with with me right now so once once they changed the parade over the, the firefighters made it very clear, like, we can't just let you walk through a parade. There were a lot of people that were very frustrated because they wanted out. And I'm not joking. When I say they wanted out, they were fighting with the firefighters saying, let me out of this. But what they did tell you was, if you jumped over the barrier, like, there's nothing, I can't chase you because my job is to make sure everybody's safe. If you want to go on the other side, then there was a small break in the parade and literally people just moved the the barriers that there happened to be like one barrier that wasn't connected and you just seen a wave of people leaving and it was just that was like the weirdest part to me 
Um, so we had seen all the touristy things, like we had been on Bourbon Street, been on Royal Street, walked and walked. And before we had left, we asked, hey, where do the natives go around right now? Like, where, where the people that live here, like, where are they at? And he's like, oh, keep going down. And he told us this street that was like, it was, it was within walking distance. Like, we were able to get there in like 10 minutes. And it was so interesting because as you walked and the closer you got to it, the, the color of people changed. And we're like, wow, it's like this little hidden gem. And we had this whole little poetic justice moment. So we were hungry at this point. We had got up, went straight downstairs because we had heard such great things about the Zulu parade. And then we got trapped in the Rex parade for a little bit. Um, so we were all just super hungry, had to pee. And I seen like this park where they were cooking. And while my cousins like stayed off, this is where um, the outgoing one comes in handy. I walked over and was like, hey, is this like a family thing or, you know, what what's up with all the food? Um, and one of the, the younger guys is like, oh, yes, yeah, family and friends only. And this older gentleman said, you from around here? And he just started talking to me. I was like, yeah. And his friend goes, you hungry? I was like, yeah, but I'm not by myself. And he said, who, how many people you got with me, with you? And I said, three of my cousins are with me. He was like, come on, we family. So it was this whole, like, cutting lucky, cutting pee. So if you haven't seen Poetic Justice, like, that's that whole little section. So we walk over to this barbecue, a whole bunch of black people that we had never met before. And now we're eating with them, we're drinking with them, we're talking about different things. And that we had, probably were there for probably like an hour and some change before one of my cousin's bladder was about to explode. <laughs> we got invited to a whole nother party, but we were sad because that was a day that we needed to leave to head back to Memphis so we can make our flight. Um, but it was just so cool to have that moment. And it literally was just fresh out of poetic justice. Like you get there and you got, you know, the people with the kids that are watching the kids run around, um, the guys that are in one section doing the DJ or the cooking thing. Um, the women, some of the women that had made us plates. Um, it was just, it, it was so cool. And they were just so welcoming, you know, Hey, what do you want to eat? And I'm, we're under the impression that beggars can't be choosers. And I said that. And he said, you're not a beggar. We welcomed you here. Your family. Eat what you want to eat. Shit, okay. Uh, we still weren't greedy, but it was just so interesting to have that and to f the feeling. That's the biggest thing that I can't describe more than anything. The feeling. It just felt like another part of home. It just felt like I knew these people for forever. And we would just bump into random people. Like whether we were eating at a restaurant or walking down a street, we were just running into people and we would talk to them and it just felt like family. So uh, that was New Orleans. So that was fun. Um, and let's see, I got back on Wednesday and then we did, um, what did we do on Wednesday? Didn't do anything on Wednesday. So we did Black Panther on Thursday. So I'll end this podcast here and then I will come when I, the next time I talk to you guys and I come back, I'll talk to you about um, Black Panther, the movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm not going to do any spoiler alerts, I promise. Um, and then just kind of that weekend because that weekend kind of 
there were more things that the universe threw at me to connect me to that person. And then just all of the stuff that kind of unfolded. Not all of it, but enough of it. So, yes, I'll leave it here. And I definitely, as uh, usual, I look forward to hearing from you guys soon. I can't wait to hear what you guys, um, to some suggestions on topics that you want to talk about. Because, again, this is not just my podcast. And this is a podcast that I, a platform that I'm looking to share with you guys. So, have a great night, morning, whatever, depending on where you're at and uh, and what day you're listening to this. And I will talk to you guys soon. Yay!